Welcome to the Mate Debaters Podcast. I'm Natasha and I'm joined with my husband Orlando and we are a millennial couple sharing our opinions and views on a myriad of topics ranging from marriage, wellness, all the way to entertainment. So let's jump into a new debate. On today's episode, we are going to discuss when to let go. How do you know when a relationship has run its course? So I would like to discuss uh, different types of relationships. So friendships, dating relationships, and marriage. So in your opinion, Orlando, uh, what makes a friendship? And you forgot family relationships, but we can talk yes, about that later. Yes, family relationships. That's a good one. Um, what makes a friendship? I think what makes a friendship is someone who is there for you uh, in the good times and bad times. Because, you know, we all have times in our lives when we're not doing so well or things aren't going so well. And you, you want that person that is going to be there regardless of where you are because there's a lot of people when you're up they'll be around but then when things start to get a little bad they're like "Eh, you know i don't know if i want to be here anymore yeah i think i agree too um my next relationships that i was going to mention were dating relationships and marriage and i'm just going to kind of give a general because i feel like there are a lot of similarities between the three of them even family so i agree with everything you said there i just for me i rate them in different tiers so i feel like marriage and family are like top tier relationships as far as like expectations um then i would say i would actually say friendship and then dating or maybe those two could be on the same level like um marriage and family but i feel like what you said um definitely makes those relationships i will say for the other two like marriage and family it runs a little bit deeper so i'm expecting those relationships to be there for the tough times um but i'm also expecting a different level of support and care and attention i would say i think it also depends on the family that you have because you can't pick your family no you can pick your friends and you can pick uh your partner friends can be chosen family as well no, that's true. That's true. But your immediate family, I think what a lot of people fall into is that you kind of have this belief that like, oh, well, this is my family. We're supposed to be close or, you know, I need to be there for them and stuff. But, you know, sometimes family members can be as toxic as bad friends. So you have to know when that relationship is over as well. That's true. I agree. So pivoting um, before I kind of get into, in our opinion, Um, how a relationship has run its course do you feel like when a relationship does end you know whether it's any of those categories there's a grief cycle or grief period that comes along with that uh i think that depends on the situation and the person there's a lot of for i think there's a lot of relationships that can end amicably where basically you can say you know what i think this it's is for the better we, yeah the we've best. outgrown each other and you know both people I mean, are how mature often does that happen? no guess- not a lot especially in today's society where everyone doesn't know how to deal with their emotions but there are people who are able to be like yeah i think this is done and you can move on um what was the other part of your question i forgot i was just asking about the grief cycle if you feel like there is that period you go through a grief cycle oh yeah i do believe that there is a period um of grief for any relationship that you've lost. Um, well, also kind of touching on that, it depends on the person too. Because some people can kind of move through relationships 
um, like it's nothing. But I, I think there's a lot deeper issues with that when you you don't have any substantial relationships or you can kind of just let people go. But, but I also th- think it depends on like how long the relationship well, was, yeah. how long the friendship was, how long you were dating, how long you've been married. You know, someone who is like one year into a marriage versus someone who's 20 years into a marriage their grief cycle of the loss of relationship would be different. I'll be honest. I feel like the hardest thing personally to me to let go is a friendship. I think out of all the different relationships. Yeah. I think with, with family, like more than a marriage. Yeah, I'd say so because I feel like with, with a marriage, it's like, um, you two have built this life together and then maybe you have children, but you know, people do kind of drift apart or you know some things may happen like infidelity other things there are a lot of factors at play with a marriage i feel like with a friendship it's like well you can't cheat on me or you know well you, some people might feel differently they might feel like yeah you are cheating on me with another friend, with another friend. well yeah <laughs> if, if people feel that way but i think with a friendship especially with a lot of friendships um not all of them but most of them start when you're pretty young like you know, elementary school, so middle school, high school. it goes back to the school. duration of the relationship. So then could you argue that the longer a relationship is, that's the one that holds the most weight and is hardest to kind of move uh, on or know when it's time to let go? I don't know, because I feel like in your older age too, I mean, I think those relationships are very impactful from when you're a child, but I think some people meet people in their 20s or their 30s and it's like, wow, you know, this is the friend I've been waiting to meet my entire life because sometimes a lot of people grow up in like small towns or places where you don't have much diversity and maybe they get to travel the world and meet someone that's like how they were lifelong best friends you know definitely in my adult years which I know not everyone is fortunate enough to have that so yeah I agree with you there but I didn't answer the question so as far as the grief period yeah I think there is a grief period for any relationship that you lose um, I think that there's going to be a time that you, and I feel like you need closure too. I'm a anything. big person that needs closure. Like I need to go over the details of where the breakdown happened to understand why, to be able to process it in order to move on. I can't just, well, I can't just, yeah, I can't just move on. While we need closure, sometimes we don't always get that. So we have And I to need it and I want it and I'm going to fight until I get it. <laughs> so you're going to keep contacting the person until you I mean, find the closure? I don't know if, I mean, if they cut me off or they want to, you know, no longer talk, but I'm going to keep trying to ask to get to the root of it. I think it just, I mean, a part of it is so that I can learn from it and maybe I want to change something moving forward or maybe not because maybe it's the other person and not me, but I know I'm someone that definitely needs a closure. I've gotten better as I've gotten older because I'm thinking back to like high school relationships where, you know, heartbroken over something and well. Constantly like, asking the why, why, why did this happen? Um, I feel like you're looking at it from the standpoint. Which is the denial phase. I feel like you're looking at it from the standpoint of Maybe if bargaining. someone ended the friendship or relationship with you, do you still need closure when it's you that ends something? That's a really great question. Um, I do. I think I need closure in the sense where I need to be able to speak my piece and to explain my side of things and why a breakdown happen versus just parting ways. I'm not someone that just fades into the background or um, will just like block you or cut you off. I I would want you to know why I can no longer proceed with this relationship, whether it's a friendship, a dating relationship, a marriage, family. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Uh, 
with the exception of marriage here, because I think if this happens in marriage, you have larger problems. But like, say, family and friendship. You're close with someone at one point, maybe in college you're really close, but <laughs> you start to drift yeah, apart. You talking about family, you said? Family and yeah. friendship. But you're not, it's not like you like, ended the friendship. In a bad you're not in a bad place, but you just don't talk as much anymore. You don't connect on the same issues, yeah. but this person is still your friend. Like, how do you deal with a situation like that? Do you just let it go on? It's like, well, I guess we talk once a year That's or something. That's a really good um, example and scenario. Yeah, in a situation like that, I do just let it go on because, you know, seasons change, people change. Very cliche line, but it's true. Very. <laughs> you know, I'm good for those. Um, I think, I think I'm willing to kind of let it go just because for myself, I rationalize it and I'm able to make sense of where we are and what season we are. And I understand that, you know, there are going to be certain relationships, friendships in life where you're talking every day. Um, you kind of confide in the person on deep matters and subject matters. I think I kind of just re-rank people, if you will. So not saying like, oh, this is a better friend than that one, or this is a better whatever relationship it is, this is a better family member than the other, but I just know who I can turn to for certain topics. For example, I have friends sometimes that, I mean, long-time friends, I may talk to them once a year. And in that once a year that we talk, we have conversations and catch up like no time has gone by. I don't feel a type of way that they don't know the daily nuances of my life. Um, it just means that I go to that friend and can rely on that friend differently than someone who's there day to day. I guess that fall into like, what do we consider a friend? Because um, we, we started off talking about like what friendship means to me. I don't know if you answered the question too, but like, you know, someone who's there for you when things are rough. If you have someone you may talk to once a year, how can, you know, is that person really going to be there for you? They're I not even so. keeping up with your life. So No, <laughs> but I mean, I'm the type of person, well, maybe because I'm thinking about it from my lens, because I'm the type of person, if we have a long-standing relationship, friendship, whatever you want to call it. Even if I haven't spoken to you, I I will still do for you. I will still try to help you, you know, depending on what but it is, is you're it going reciprocated? through. But is it reciprocated? And I, I feel like... Because right now, for example, you're, you know, we're, you're pregnant with our child. Um, you, we're going to have so much family and friends that are going to be able to help us. But... Like, are you going to feel some type of way if some of your long-standing friends that you may talk to twice a year don't call? No, because I don't. I have a different level of expectation. So, I, for me, I, I think one of the biggest things that I've kind of really taken on as I've gotten older um, was a piece of advice someone gave me, and it's meeting people where they are. And for me, part of meeting people where they are is knowing how to level set my expectations for the different relationships in my life. So, I feel like there are not a lot of relationships that I've let go of, kind of <laughs> circling back to the topic of when to let go. There are a few um, that I can kind of give broad examples of without getting too specific, but I just kind of re-rank in my life. And again, not to say like, oh, you're better than this person, than that person, but it's just like I re-rank as far as my level of expectation and how I know you'll show up in my life based off of our interactions. Yeah, I think, and that's why I think it's a personal thing because... I think for me, if there's someone I'm talking to once or twice a year, I don't really see the point. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like if I have friends, it's someone that I need to communicate with 
there's not really a time frame, but definitely not once a year. Or we don't really know, like, the person had a child and I don't know about it. Like, I don't feel like we're still friends. Maybe we've devolved to acquaintances now, you mm. know? And it doesn't mean that once someone's your friend, they're always your friend. Like, maybe you can, the relationship can kind of step down a tier. Do you feel like you can do the same thing with family? Like, with the exact example you said, do they step down a tier and it's like, oh, yeah, they're kind of a family acquaintance? Oh, yeah. I have family <laughs> members like that now that I grew up with and we were close, but people moved. Um, we got older. Some people stayed in one place. Other people, you know, grew. And... You know, now we're just kind of like amicable and we talk. We're not as close as we used to be. See, I feel like regardless of the level of relationship, family, like even if you decide not to talk to that family member, that's still classified as family. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not fair to say that someone is always a friend because, yes, you can be. Yeah, I don't know if it's always classified. It's classified as family as far as like blood, but just because people are your quote-unquote family doesn't mean that they're yeah, family. I can see that. You know? like, I guess it's like someone could be a, a dad, but yeah, not a father. Exactly. It just means you're related. You know, like you could be closer to someone that you met in your 30s than your cousin that you've known since you were five. You know, but it just means that you're blood related to that person, but you can also say, well, they're not family. You know, because family means different things to many people. Like we were just talking about how your new friend group can be your family. You know, I, as a Caribbean person, myself and Natasha, family is very important in our communities. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, you stay close to your family. You don't turn your back on your family. Um, America is very individualized where people just kind of go on their own. They do their thing, create stuff. You know, our culture is like people still live together. You might, you know, still be in your parents' house when you're 40. You know, like families are living together because that's what we have is family so in those scenarios it's hard to really i guess disconnect from family because you just you you feel like your life's so intertwined with them and if they're not a part of your life a you're going to feel a bit empty or b you're going to feel guilty i think guilt is a big one yeah yeah guilt guilt's the guilt's um, the big thing definitely so to answer the question, how do you know when a relationship has run its course in any of those categories? I think for me, um, it's not necessarily the frequency of conversation, as I've kind of gave examples of, because I feel like I can talk to somebody once a year and still have a fruitful relationship. Um, for me, it's when a relationship becomes toxic or abusive, and that could be physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse, any of those. I think it's for me is when, you know, either you've outgrown the person or the person's outgrown you. Like, if you're... Just in a different place in your life? Yeah, if you're in a different place in your life and this person's still talking about, you know, <laughs> did you hear the new rap album, but you're talking about astrophysics or whatever, like, you've outgrown that <laughs> That's person. That's extreme, but yes. <laughs> but I yeah, but point. it's time to separate yeah. Or like somebody who's, like, always stuck in, oh, man, remember when we used to do this in high school? It's like, how long... Have we been out of high school? Like, can we talk about exactly some adult and, experience? I mean, nothing wrong with reminiscing. But, but. It's, yeah, it's like if you know your circle of people, coworkers, just you know, contain people who have you're just kind of uh, this doesn't sound right, but like on your level, like you 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 guys are in similar professions, certain income. It, I think it's um, overlapping. Um, how do I want to say it? 
interests not necessarily yes. on your level but because well overlapping interests but i think all of that factors into it because i have friends where we are or had friends where we're like the same as far as personality and similarity but they're like not really doing much they're living at home with their parents you know still working like a Nothing wrong with working a minimum well, wage job. A, but working a job that they're not happy yeah, with. Yeah, a job that they're not happy with. They haven't grown from that. But you're at the point where, like, now you have your own home. You're starting a family. Like, I feel like you've definitely outgrown that person. And it doesn't mean you want to be a jerk and be like, oh, you know, well, we can't be friends anymore. Well, then to me, that sounds anymore. like that's where the interests start to diverge, if you will. Exactly. And, you know, you just kind of have to separate from there. Yeah. Do we have any more questions or any other topics around this? Oh, I do. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> so um, when it comes to, I'm just going to go back to the grief cycle real quick. So mm -hmm. just to identify them, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Um, for me, when I've had to let go of a relationship, I've definitely gone through the denial phase. Um, anger in the sense of like being frustrated and confused and not understanding. And then I would say acceptance for like, where the relationship has ended up. I wouldn't say I've gone through depression. Um, sadness and like mourning the loss, but depression is such a strong word. I don't, yeah. don't want to apply depression to Depression is definitely used too loosely. Um, <laughs> but um, Which I mean, ones do you feel like you've hit when you've had to like let go of a relationship? What are they again? Denial? Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Uh, I acceptance. Like I've hit acceptance. I don't know. I so just, it just ends and then you go immediately to accepting yeah, I just, it? Yeah, I've never been, and, and I, I talked, spoke before about having those, because I grew up where I didn't form a lot of connections with people. I moved around a lot, which that also impacts it. So when you make friends and then your mom's like, oh, we're moving to this place, then you don't have those friends anymore. I mean, you still, you try to talk to them, but you drift apart. Um, and for me, it's just never been hard for me to just end the relationship it is but for me problem, i get attached very easily <laughs> but the problem with that is is you also have problems forming the relationship for, yeah, forming you're, relationships. like you're you're protecting yourself so you come or you become um not defensive you just put up a wall to protect yourself yeah and you know the flip the uh, reverse from natasha she doesn't have problems uh forming relationships but she has problems ending relationships so is it a problem? I don't know because I I don't well, I feel like relationships that I have that may not be the same level that I that they used to be they're not toxic well, they're can, not abusive. Well, that's what I'm saying. It can be right. Like, luckily, you have friends that are great friends, and you don't really have anything to worry about from that standpoint. But imagine you had a friend that you know is constantly asking you for money or leeching off of you or saying, "Hey, can well, I come stay at your house for a little while?" That's different. Like, that's different. And but wouldn't it still be hard for you as Natasha to, to be let like, go? Ah, I'm gonna have to let this person go. Well. It would be hard for me in the sense of, yeah, like finding the right words to communicate. Because I'm definitely, I mean, we've talked about it on some of the other episodes. Oh, well, actually our last episode when we talked about communication where I can be a little flowery and I definitely am working on being more direct. So I think I would struggle with how to end it, even if I wanted to. And I could see myself kind of dancing around it well, or just kind of fading to the background in a situation like that. Not even from that standpoint. Like think of it from the standpoint of, this is a, I mean, a friend you guys have been friends since you were toddlers, before you could remember stuff. And, you know, this friend, things may have changed in your lives, and now, you know, they're like, hey, they're kind of using you a bit and stuff. It, wouldn't it make it that much harder 
like you guys have done everything together your whole lives wouldn't it make it that much harder to let that person go like i think it's scenarios where you so i oh, and see i wouldn't jump to letting that person go so to you know going back again to what we're like the broader topic of when to let go for me that wouldn't be a situation to let go it would be the opportunity for me to di- like directly address that issue in hopes that it could be corrected so that we can continue on with the friendship and if it doesn't get corrected I mean, if I'm open and honest and actively telling the person, like, hey, this is a problem for me, and they choose to keep doing it, then yes, I have to make the decision to let it go. So what, what do you do in terms of letting it go? Do you just stop talking to the person, or, or like, what's your... I guess so. <laughs> I guess so, because I think, you know, as we... But then grow- that would affect your closure, but go ahead. <laughs> no, because I, I feel like I would have closure because I... I feel confident that I was able to express how I felt. Okay. I was able to give the person the opportunity to correct the issue. And it is totally their prerogative to not change. And it's totally my prerogative to move on. So that's how I would, I would handle that situation. Um, and I think overall, I mean, I know we talked a lot about friendships, but even when it comes to marriages or dating relationship, for me, I have to ask the question, what is the value add the person is bringing to my life? Um, that is something that I think is very important um, because I can, I like to pour into people and I do it without necessarily expecting it in return. However, I do expect a level of um, care, a level of. What do we call value add though? Because I mean, I think that means different things for people. I, I think of our dog. Um, she doesn't do anything as far as bills, <laughs> put food, but she brings, but she love, brings love and laughter, joy. joy yeah. But for some people, is that enough from a significant other? Like, you know, because you're like, well, you're well, not bringing I, any money and you're not <laughs> helping with stuff around the house, <laughs> but you bring me love and joy. Well, again, I think it goes back to like the different um, levels of expectation. Like from a husband to a dating relationship, I'm going to expect something different. Like as a husband, if you're not able to provide certain things it's gonna be a problem for me because i'm i yes our dog mango she cannot pay bills (laughs) but am i expecting you to contribute to the household yes whether it's financially whether it's i mean yes financially for me because that's important for me um and, and i know every relationship dynamic is different and you have people that contribute in other ways, so there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, because some people have money where they don't have to worry about the next person. Correct, and, or and the person con- contributes in you know other ways in the household. So that is totally fine. But yeah, I'm expecting a different level of contribution depending on the relationship. So yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think it has to be uh, monetary, but I think you know if you can't provide financially. How else can you help? You know, if you emotionally, I expect you to be able to pour into me emotionally. Exactly, like you be can't, a strong emotional support because it's not all about the money. I didn't want to. You can't just come be sitting down way. watching TV and just not doing anything. Good gracious, like, no! You know, you do have to. I mean, marriage is a it's a unison, so you have to kind of play off each other. A unison or a union? Uh, can you use either? It's a union too, but you have to work in unison. There yes, we go. Okay. Yeah, so you kind of have to. Play off each other and strengths and weaknesses. And I think that's how it's best done. Um, yeah. So for me, I'll just wrap it up by saying. We didn't talk do, about family enough, but we can. Oh, do you want to add to family? Uh, like how do you know when a family relationship that, I feel like over? That's a, I feel like that's a I whole like, different I podcast. Like a family, I feel like a family relationship can never be over. I mean, I know some people cut off family members. Caribbean family relationships. Well, 
not just or international family relations. I feel like American family relationships are a bit different because this country is very like individual, where people just kind of do their own thing. But other cultures like are more very tight knit, very, and it's just it's so hard. Like even if. I mean, come on, we all know we have someone toxic in our family life. Uh, for some Everybody people, it's does. their parents, you know, and it's just so hard to say, all right, I got to let this go because that's your family and it's just people well, raised you. And I think it's hard to let go. Um, I don't know. Is it, though? Cause it is. It is. I mean... People go through therapy figuring out how to... Well, you go through therapy, but, I mean, it's nothing for some people to just cut off like stop answering calls like you don't have to have somebody come to your house or give them your address like there are things you can do to set those boundaries i think it's so tough though because then it's tough when other family members try to get involved yeah and they're trying to contact you and it's i don't know but you know that's we can have another podcast called family da 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 whatever but um (laughs) that's an interesting title (laughs) i mean fill it in the blank later but you know i think this was a good podcast just talking about just relationships in general, and of course that can mean friendship, marriage, family, and other kinds of relationships that we didn't touch on. You know, like how do you know when it's time to cut the cord and be like, hey, this is over? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I think I struggle with it. Like I will let a relationship fade to the background and be a secondary character, not a main character. Um, I think I will, I know when to let go when it becomes toxic, when it's not positive or productive um that's yeah that's when i let it go but i will let something fade before i completely cut it off <laughs> but that is all we have for today thank you for tuning in please head over to our instagram page engage answer the question how do you know when a relationship has run its course have you ever had to sever ties with a friend a family member a spouse significant other and how did you go about it was it challenging um are you like me where you will let it fade into the background or are you more direct um but that's it for today's podcast thank you so much for tuning in my name is natasha i'm orlando and we are the The mate Mate Debaters. debaters